I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Friday. Today we're going over the levels of health for Enneagram Type 2. But first, today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is room service. Isn't room service the best? Like just ordering your breakfast into your bed, chilling out, having coffee or tea, watching some weird show that's on cable TV because you haven't watched cable in years and you don't know how to find what's on. Mm, the best. My thorn is before we left for our trip, you guys, I we had a really gross experience, which is that our tub, like all of a sudden I went in there and like black stuff was like coming out of the drain. Um, not my favorite thing, not the best thing that's ever happened to me. And um, I think that the plumber is like dealing with it while we're gone, but I'm not really looking forward to going back to figure out what's happening there. <laughs> um, I really just want to like take a shower at my home and not feel creeped out. You know what I'm saying? My bud is that I've decided to make the summer a fun one. Here's the thing. Resting is just not how I rest. I rest through play and through adventure and through laughter. And I am not like gonna, my brain is not gonna relax from like just zenning out for the next four weeks. So I'm going to think of some fun activities to do and some ways to really enjoy my time intentionally so that I feel like I'm balancing out that energy of play and rest for the rest of the summer. We will see how this goes. Okay, now let's talk about levels of health for type 2. If you haven't already listened to the type 2 breakdown episode and you're new to the Enneagram, you may want to check that out before joining me here. And that's going to offer you the context needed for this conversation. And the same goes for the introduction to health levels of health episode that went live on Monday the 24th. It kind of lays the framework out for you so that when I get into the details here, it makes sense. Um, all of this is kind of laying the foundation for the episode we're going to have today. Now, in each of these levels of health episodes, we're discussing the varying levels of health for each Enneagram type, from the lowest level all the way up to the highest, and we'll end the episode with a call to action. As one of my favorite teachers, Peter O'Hanrahan, says, the Enneagram is a map and it works best when paired with a method. So these levels will give you an introduction to what growth looks like for you, but it doesn't tell you how to get there. And I will give you kind of one little tool or trick you may want to try at the end. And finally, this is all based on the work by Riso and Hudson. So if you want to go deeper and get into your info straight from the source, you may want to check out their book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, as a starting place. All right, let's dive into it. Now, the interesting thing about levels of health is that because the Enneagram is what we thought we had to be our entire lives, what looks healthy for us actually could look like the opposite of what we thought we had to be. So as you hear your types level from unhealthy to healthy, you could think that it feels like the opposite of growth. But when we think of, from, of health from the Enneagram perspective, it's about releasing the need to earn your place, owning that you are worthy as you are and embracing all nine perspectives. And according to Riso and Hudson, it's about how close you can get to being in the present moment. So for type twos who've spent a large portion of their lives focused on being loved and liked and 
earning their relationships through being available and supportive, this is going to be a direct invitation into self-prioritization and releasing of how others experience you. It's not always easy, but it's a worthwhile endeavor for sure. And I think as we describe these levels, you'll start to notice the difference here in how you can remain an altruistic giving person while also prioritizing your own time and energy in a really healthy way. Now, let's first dialogue around the lower levels of health, starting with level nine, which is pathological destructiveness. This is like full on dark levels here <laughs> through level seven, the level of violation. Now, at level nine, you may find that twos at this level feel as though they've been selfish or have caused harm. When they feel that feeling, they may break down at the weight of this, right? And it could turn them into becoming the victim. And this can cause others to feel the pressures to step in and take care of them, even though they are the ones who've been harmed. Also at this level, instead of sadness about their potential selfishness or harm, Instead of that, they may take on a martyred stance at the overexertion they've been putting themselves through, needing other people to therefore take care of them. Then at level eight, twos may be so in need of love that they pursue it relentlessly and may seek it out in ways that are careless and inappropriate. They may feel entitled to things from people they've helped in the past, using that as kind of like a get out of jail free card. Oh, I did this for you, so you should do this for me. Um, making good on old debts. Then we have at level seven, twos are concerned that they will drive people away and may find that they do drive people away at times. This can happen because when they are over identifying a sacrificial to the point that they start to see others as selfish, right? Then they may confuse pity for over exhaustion with love and seek to keep the people in their lives dependent on them so that they won't leave. Now at this level, the two may make de degrading remarks about the people in their life and try to run the point home that they are the good sacrificial one and everyone in their life is sucking them dry. Now we're going to get into the average levels, but first let's hear from today's podcast sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you from Osea. I am obsessed obsessed with the products that Osea sent over. They sent over a hydrating serum, they sent over moisturizer, a really incredible cleanser, and also their Andaria algae body oil. And you guys, this is like my new routine. I have a lot of skincare and it's just like I forgot it all existed before this all came into my life and now this is pretty much all I'm using. The smell is like light and, and fragrant, but it's not overpowering or perfumey in any way. The cleanser is so gentle, not overly foamy and stripping. The serum is the first hyaluronic acid serum that has actually plumped my skin in the way that they all promise to. And the moisturizer is like nice and light. And then we have to get into the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Like this is so good. This stuff is so good. I have never felt so luxurious in my life. So Asiya's Andaria Algae Body Oil instantly moisturizes and replenishes dry skin, leaving every inch silky smooth. So here's the thing. Osea soaks hand-harvested Andaria algae in barrels of oil for up to six months. The result is just this magical, rich, luxurious liquid gold. It's never greasy, and it's this body oil that is fragrant with sunny citrus and top notes of sweet passion fruit. Osea creates skin and body care products powered by the sea. They've made clean, safe care skin care products since 1996 that are vegan and cruelty-free. All the products are responsibly sourced, plant-derived ingredients, good for your skin, and for the planet. 
Plus, it's a female-founded and family-operated business by a mother and daughter team, and that is too good. I also, you guys, with the body oil, I even put a little bit of that in the tips of my hair and have noticed it smoothing out frizz, making my hair like feel nice and luxurious. That's not its intended use, but I just love the smell and the feel so much that I'm just trying to use it everywhere. You can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order, so that's really fun. You can get 10% off your first order with my promo code EGRAM at OseaMalibu.com. That's 10% off with code EGRAM at OseaMalibu. And that's O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U dot com. Thank you so much, Osea, for supporting the podcast. I feel very lucky to be working with you. Okay, so now let's get into the average levels of health. This is where most of us start when we find the Enneagram. So somewhere between levels four and six, level six being the level of overcompensation and four being the level of imbalance and social role. At level six, twos may feel like others are taking them for granted, but aren't able to express their anger. Instead, they seek out positive attention through discussing their ailments, drawing attention to the good that they're doing, or reminding others of how much they've done for them in the past. Now at level five, twos fear that they are easily replaceable and that the people they love will find them someone they love more, so they seek to be needed. They may try to claim the people in their life by putting their needs ahead of their own, their pride preventing them from realizing that they are needy for love, and instead they focus that attention on the needs of others, not wanting to let them out of their sight. They give with the expectation to receive in return. They give what they hoped they'd received. So a lot of type twos have told me in the past, I throw people amazing birthday parties, but then when it comes to my birthday, I feel like I can't ask for that in return, even though secretly that's what I want. So it's like you're giving the birthday party that you actually wish to receive. This, at this point, at level five, you may also find that the twos become overly intimate to the point of it feeling intrusive, maybe a little bit sooner than the other types may prefer. Now at level four, this is the kind of the higher levels of average health for our twos. Um, our twos may begin to fear that others don't want them around and as they seek to be closer to others. And so as a way of being reassured that they are liked, really, they seek to cultivate friendships and win people over through the methods of people-pleasing, flattery, and being overly supportive. Now, when we get into the higher levels of health for our type twos, this is where we get to as we continue our work, an inch closer to presence. That's levels three to one. Level three being the level of social value and one being the level of liberation. At level three, getting into the healthy range, Twos reinforce their self-image by doing good things for other people. They are generous with their time and show up with encouragement and support of others. They are emotionally connected and see the good in other people. At this level, giving is a joy and it comes from the heart. And at the same time, the two is prioritizing themselves and their needs. Now at level two, twos focus on the feelings of other people with genuine concern. They're empathetic, compassionate, thoughtful, warm-hearted, and sincere, focusing both on themselves and others. And then at level one, twos realize that they can release the idea that they are not allowed to tend to their own needs and therefore are allowed their feelings, which give them room for love without expectation. 
through this, twos are able to actually experience unconditional love for themselves and others, which is what they've been craving all along. They are truly selfless and humble and give from a place of deep safety as they are pouring into themselves as much as they are giving to the people they care about. Now, for our call to action for our type twos on their journey to acceptance, I challenge you to carve out time for yourself every single day to check in with your needs. And I like the prompt, what does my heart, soul, mind, and body need today? And how am I going to meet that need? It also may be a good long-term practice to pay attention to when you are giving to someone else who hasn't asked for help. So meaning maybe you're giving to someone, they haven't really asked for support in that particular way. It's helpful for you to ask, is this something that I would like to receive? And maybe you could give it to yourself instead. So you see someone's glass empty, you fill their water glass, maybe you should take a sip of water, maybe you're thirsty. Turning that two energy inward, pouring that love into yourself means that you are gonna be able to love yourself more fully, create healthier boundaries, and have the relationships that you truly desire, the actual kind of unconditional love that you're craving. And finally, today's food for thought is from Beverly Engel, author of The Nice Girl Syndrome. If you live your life to please everyone else, you will continue to feel frustrated and powerless. This is because what others may want may not be good for you. You are not being mean when you say no to unreasonable demands or when you express your ideas, feelings, and opinions, even if they differ from others. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. I will see you next week for another episode.